It is so good. So good. So good. All right. We are live on Bureau Tupperware Les Diamants. Give me a second. And we are on our podcast. Welcome, everybody, Why? to the Millionaire of the Diamonds. For those joining us for the very first time, we started this podcast in French. A little over a year ago, Jean-Philippe Jacques was sharing with me that we're about 200 hours now in. Jean-Philippe, I see you on Podbeam. Write to me. Is it 210 hours? I'm always curious. But the, the reason I, I keep mentioning this is to remind everybody uh, that the subject of the millionaire of the diamonds is simply how to grow financially free. That's the vision uh, to build over a thousand millionaires in Canada that are debt free, right? Mortgage free. And I make enough money to help somebody else in need. And the thing we need to remember, thank you, Jean-Philippe, 206 hours. The thing you need to remember, we can't be good at something or we can't have mastered something until we've practiced for 10,000 hours. So every time I come on and I do this podcast, there's always something that Jean-Philippe, Marie-Pierre or Sabrina reminds me that I'm still not doing, I'm still not getting, getting, but then I look, I'm only at 206 hours. So that's pretty good. So I still have 9,800 hours to go before I get great. So for all you young kids listening to me right now, remember to have perseverance. Remember to have, to be consistent, to be relentless, and eventually you will succeed. So your capacity to keep going, even when it's not working, trust me, we are a work in progress. Now, the number two, two thing that's very, very important is to level up. You need an entourage that helps you level up. Every time something goes wrong, they remind you it's okay. Nothing went wrong if you learn from it. So with time, you're going to be cleaning your environment. So those people that judge you, you'll, you'll need to get rid of them. Okay. Uh, those people that condemn, con uh, condemn you, Joan, is that the right word on, on the lot? Yeah. Condemn you. You're going to have to get rid of them because people that really desire your well-being will never judge you, will never condemn you and will never criticize you. So look at your environment and clean it up regularly. I see my environment as my rose garden. And my rose garden is absolutely beautiful, by the way, for real, right? But why it's beautiful, I make sure that around the rose bush, it's always clear of weeds. For those of you that have had rose gardens, or you know what a rose garden is about, as soon as there's weeds growing too close to the rose bush, the roses will not produce in abundance anymore. So I have a new gardener. This, this summer I got a new gardener, and I reminded him how important it was to always keep the weeds away from my rose bushes for them to be in full flowering mode. So always remember that. The podcast here is to help you create a new world. So I know now, Joan, we know each other. I've never met you in person, but it's like, 
Oh, you came already to the office. Oh, there you go. There you go. But but like we haven't sat down to eat together and to really get to know each other besides with a mask and saying hello from far away, right? Okay. Uh, but here we're creating new friendship. And with the uh, conditioning of 105 days or the, in, for the French group or for in the Anglophone group, the 21 days conditioning, it's going to help you to work with somebody else that levels up. And again, I remind you, that doesn't criticize you, doesn't condemn you, doesn't judge you. Um, one of my friends is Jewish. She says, remember, when you judge and condemn others, you too shall be judged and condemned by your, your own measure. So guys, level up with me. And today we're covering, uh, we're always in the same chapter, always in the same chapter. I'm so passionate with this chapter. How to have influence in the digital world is to be able to discuss to the audience what matters, right? So, you know, the podcast is born out of a personal uh, need with Jean-Philippe, Sabrina. We cover Think and Grow Rich on Mondays and Tuesdays because that's a personal need I have to help people uh, change their mindset. And by the way, my life today at 1230 in French is going to be based on our mindset. Until I don't change my mindset, I cannot have a new way of, of leveling up and achieving my new dream life. So very, very important Monday and Tuesday to think and grow rich with Sabrina and John Philip. On Wednesday, we cover, let's jump into action. We have five seconds to put it into action. And of course, a Marie-Pierre, we covered it on Wednesday. Five, five seconds, but I need the right environment. Nah. Like I've been trying to get exercise in every day, 10 minutes in a consistent way, and it's not working. And I know why. The five second rule is great. But until I don't get a trainer or a friend of mine that's willing to go live with me to do the training that's going to be as committed. No, it's too early, 610. It's too early. <laughs> Okay, I know it's not going to happen. No, Marie-Pierre says, do it with me. Yeah, maybe. Uh, every morning. Yeah, maybe I should do it with her. Anyways. <laughs> we'll do a live, uh, two people on the live. <laughs> okay, nobody's hearing Joan on, on podcast because I have my, 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 my speakers are different. But Joan says, just get up and do it, Maria. Just get up and do it with Marie-Pierre. <laughs> Yeah, I should commit. I should commit. Because honestly, until we don't commit, the five-second rule still will bug us down. Because I'm very disciplined. You know, like when I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. But then again, if what I'm going to do doesn't involve other people's success, eh, I kind of put it in the back burner. We're always better to doing things when it's important to other people. You know, I'm not the only one like that. So there you go. So that's on Wednesday. And then Thursday and Friday to be absolutely intentional in this digital world. Yesterday, my friend Melanie Miller, we had a very special guest. I, I, I couldn't explain to you the semantics. Like I was reading this, this segment in the book, right? The semantics. It said semantics isn't simply about words. It's about the context in which those words are used. It's about understanding. Oh my gosh. And then I, I Googled semantics, right? And the more I looked into the word semantics, the more I was drowning myself. Like the more I learned on semantics, the less I understood. Marie-Pierre and me were there. 
and I'm reading on semantics. One of the documents, for God's sake, I couldn't even read the English. The English was so rich that it looked as if it was another language. So I reach up. Remember, it's so important to reach up. I have never reached laterally in my life or down. I always reach up. Who's better than me? Called Melanie Miller. It was probably 9.30, 10.30, whatever. It was late at night. Melanie, what does semantics mean? I mean, she's married to Alan. Alan also has a doctorate's degree. He was head of a huge pharmaceutical company before he retired. And they they understood the word semantic. They knew how to explain semantics. And she came on. And for those that didn't get a chance to listen to yesterday's podcast, go listen to Melanie Miller. She explained it with such eloquence. Melanie, if you're listening, thank you so, so, so much. So making sure that we're not manipulative in our words. And I realized yesterday that Yasmin, my daughter, uses semantics with her brother. She knows exactly what word to say to trigger him. And she knows exactly how we, oh, wait until I tell Hamid this weekend. You know, Yasmin, she's using semantics on you. (laughs) Anyways, I'm going to have fun with the subject this weekend. Okay. All that being said, so now how do we uh, relate to our audience, okay, to influence in a very uh, authentic way. Remember, 99% of all conflicts are about misunderstanding of words used in different contexts. Myself, once again, since COVID-19, I've experienced conflicts that I have never experienced before in my life. God, God, he's, he's my, my, my witness. Like for those of you that really, really, really know me, you know that all I want to do right now is help these kids in my multi-level marketing set their lives so I can move on to other things. And that's the only reason I'm stuck around after COVID-19. And yet I've become a very easy target. Remember, when you're trying to help people before it was private, so we weren't an easy target, but now it's public. Like even just me talking to you guys this morning, I've got my friends on Zoom. Hi, Yvette, good to see you. Hi, Jose, Joan, and my beautiful Lise. Thank you. I've got people on on Facebook that are watching. And sometimes you have haters that will send you like hate messages. I know Jean-Philippe was victim of hate messages and you can't let that get to you. And then you're on Podbeam and and Podbeam is diffused. Where else, Marie-Pierre, if somebody wants to listen to the millionaires of of Lidiama? It's everywhere. So when we look at the map, we saw that in um, Asia, they listen to us in uh, USA, in Australia, everywhere, there's someone listening to the podcast. So we reach everyone. Yeah. So, so, so the problem, the problem here, the problem, I'm telling you, it's a problem. We, you, you become an easy target. You know, people will listen with intent to judge. People will listen with intent to criticize. People will listen with intent, hang on, to destroy. You can't let that, let that get to you. Like a weed, you pull it out and make sure your your you the rose is protected by its um, a pin. Um, oh, uh, ah, Joan, how do you call uh, those things that stick out in the on the rose bush that you get you prick your fingers? Oh, whatever. If somebody speaks prob- English, write it down on the pod beam. I'll read it. Thorns, thank you. So you you need to be protected by those thorns, right? You need to protect yourself when you're trying to do something good in the world. So my success 
And your success comes from understanding how to properly communicate more than ever. This is not something I needed to worry about before, simply because I got to see you. I knew when it was a good time and when it was a bad time to say some things I needed to say to you. Now, I don't know. I didn't see you an hour before we got, we dug in deep in the subject. I didn't get to, to hang out with you after we dug deep in the subject to make sure you go back home feeling great. This buffering doesn't exist anymore. So it's important what you understood and not what I meant. Okay, and then when you get people around you that continually misunderstand, thank you, Dorothy Thorns, thank you. When continually misunderstand what you're saying, then you know that it's a weed. Pull them out because their intent is not even to collaborate. Their intent is to show how great they are. And those type of people are very, very, very dangerous. So how do we communicate, Marie-Pierre? The question is, so how do I communicate and make sure that my message gets across? Bottom line, relationship involves risk and proper communication. We wanna move people from followers to friends you influence and have a meaningful relationship with, even if we're working out of Zoom, even if we're working out of social media, Facebook, Instagram, right? So whatever we're doing, how do we move it from curious followers to friends that we actually influence? Remember what Melanie Miller said yesterday? We don't, we, we cannot have... <clears throat> more than 150 friends or people we influence. So this is why growth needs to be organic. So take it away, Marie-Pierre, with what we need to do to be great, authentic storytellers. Yeah, so the moment we will learn to tell better story is the moment we have the power to influence more people. So it's the way you will tell a story that defines if someone will listen to you or not. So people will start listening to you when you will be able to convey your idea in a clear and compelling way. Everyone has something to say, but if you don't know how to say it, no one will listen. So how do we tell better story that get, get people's attention? It's simple. Capitalize on your uniqueness. So go on the pod bean in the comment and tell us what is unique about you what is your your uniqueness so for maria what is your uniqueness my background my background is an uncommon background coming from italy uh, parents that immigrated here that had no schooling and went from zero to heroes to being millionaires that's quite a quite unique background that I can share with people, reminding them it doesn't matter where they come from. The importance is where they're going. Yes. And for me, it's really my contagious laughter. <laughs> so I know that when I laugh, some, some people will just listen because it's fun to hear. So they will um, try to uh, stay with us. Perfect. Okay, so I, I see that Joan right that uh, she has patience. So that's uh, what she's have the um, unique about her. Perfect. So 
everyone is unique. So we don't want to, uh, um, we have to stop saying that, no, we are not different from other. We are all different and we have all something unique about us. So just if I ask you the question, who are your favorite writer? We will have all different answers. So Maria, who is your favorite writer? One of my favorite writers right now that's still alive is John Maxwell. And the reason he's one of my favorite writers, Marie-Pierre, is because I love his stories. And I was sharing with Jean-Philippe and Sabrina, because before we come on, we always meet at 7.45, all four of us, Monday through Friday. I was telling them, when I went to one of his conferences that I paid over $1,000 to go, uh, he stole the show. Like, there were other speakers that probably delivered the message in a more concise way. But at the end of the day, he owned the audience and he stole the show because of his stories. Yes, and for me, it's Jack Canfield, and it's really the same thing. It's because it's not the content in, of your his book. It's really how they tell the story, how they write the, the book that really makes you feel something. It's really bring emotion to their um, content. So it's really not the idea, but it's really how they touch you and that trigger emotion for you. So you relate it to, uh, to them. So you feel their authenticity. They are good storyteller, and that uh, they will make you feel better every time that you will read their book. So if you want to know how to storytell better, so we have a little search and we find seven steps to be a better storyteller. So the first one. Oh my God, we have so much time to search on this one. <laughs> it's the, I think it's the most important one. So the first one, it starts with the hook. So, okay, perfect. What What is a hook? And we find that if you start story with the quote, it will bring someone to listen to you more. If you start with a question, they will listen to you more. If you start with a video, so for all of us that was on the meeting yesterday and for everyone that will be on the meeting tonight, you will see, oh my God, start with a video. Oh my God, that's the most amazing thing that happened yesterday. <laughs> you can start with a metaphor or maybe a fact, important fact. So Maria, she's really great with start with a hook and she tell the story about the the number one storyteller. Oh, so the number one, I, I love watching TED Talks. And at a certain point, uh, I, I said, oh, my God, he won the award for being the best um, public speaker storyteller, right? And, of course, I went and listened with what, with each year how he keeps winning the number one prize. One of them, he walked on stage and he lit a cigarette. Now, imagine somebody lighting a cigarette. 
in the in the 20th 21st century on stage now talk about a hook but my favorite was about the story he shared when uh, i don't remember if it was gandhi or whatever he was on his way to meet a group of uh, of people and as he 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 proceeded to go onto the train in in india i forgot where it was one of his slippers flip-flops fell under the train so he opens with this, right? And then Gandhi turns around, pull, takes out his other other flip-flop, and he throws it under the train. And then he goes from there into his story. But my mind was stuck. Well, why did he throw the second flip-flop under the train, right? My mind was like stuck at the beginning. 18 minutes later into his storytelling TED Talk, where he talks about what what they went and do in this village and how then, my brain was always like back here, What why the two flip-flops under the train? And he finally says, at the end, he says, he, he does his calls, he says, oh yes, by the way, I forgot to tell you, like the speech was over, right? And I'm, my mind is still on the flip-flop and he says, oh yeah, guys, I forgot to tell you, have any of you, Stay, did any of you stay stuck at the beginning of the story why he threw the second flip-flop under the train? And I'm watching this on YouTube and I'm going, yeah, like I'm talking to myself. There's nobody in my office. Yeah, I got stuck there. He goes, and then he went on explaining why some people got stuck there. So I saw my uniqueness. I won't tell you what he really said. Okay, so I saw my uniqueness, right? And he says, the reason he threw, finally I'm getting the answer, the reason he threw the second flip-flop under the train, did anybody guess, is so that the person who would find the flip-flops could wear both of them and not just one. Duh. But he kept me hooked throughout the TED Talk that lasted, let's say, 20 minutes, not because of the rest of the story, because I didn't really listen. I was just stuck with the flip-flop in my head. He got me hooked to listen for the entire 20 minutes because of the hook he used in the beginning of the story. And to this day, it, it, it left an imprint in my head. So when I go on TED Talks, guess who I'm looking for? I'm always looking for the same speaker. So I bought into him. He doesn't know it, but he built a relationship with me, even if he's never met me. If only he knew how many times I talk about him. It's really a great example. And another one example is how we start our evening from our MLM. So Maria always starts with, if you want to share how you start the, start the, the evening for our guests. Yeah. The guests events, if you haven't ever attended, God, I think it would be an experience to be part of our guest event. On Tuesdays, it's in French and Wednesdays, it's in English. I always begin with images. You saw Jean-Philippe last night. What an amazing presentation he did. For those in our industry tonight, he's going to do, I won't spoil it. I won't, I won't spoil it for the Anglophones. He's going to do his intro. The intro, he could have dropped the mic. Honestly, he could have dropped the mic. So it's so important in your intro to be able to use as much visual as possible or pictures or, or video. So I enjoy using in guest events the visual of my family when they got off the boat. That image I know uh, resonates with 
everybody who's listening that's an immigrant or comes from immigrant families, which means probably 90% of our audience, because we're Canadian. So all Canadians have immigrated here, right? Uh, and the second thing that I, I enjoy using as a visual is my parents with no schooling and my friend Melanie Miller, Raluca, and my husband Mohammed with doctorate degrees, no matter which walk of life you come from, the people who succeed are only the ones that believe that they can. At the end of the day, that's what it's about. Yes, thank you, Rose. I see. I know it resonates with you. You two, your parents immigrated here, came off the boat. So everybody, it, it touches everybody. And that's my hook at the beginning of the evening. And I know when I don't tell the story, the evening doesn't feel as right as when I share the story. Because it's not about the product. It's not about what we have to sell or, or not to sell. It's about the story, how people relate to our story. Mm -hmm. So, yes, we have a hook, but after that, you have a point to the story. It's not just a story for a story. <laughs> you have a point to the story. That's the second uh, point that they tell to have a better storyteller. After that, you have to choose the right time to tell your story. So, if you're at the end of a meeting or you are in a rush, that's not really the right time to tell your story. So, choose the right time to tell your story. Number four is show and don't tell show them so if you want to make a video maybe find some images to really show them and not just tell them your story after that number five use vivid details and not a lot of facts we always have example of someone that just throw number and number and number and number and we are just lost. We don't know <laughs> why she tells all this number and we don't know what is the point to all this number. So not a lot of facts, but details. Number six is practice related skills. So practice, practice, practice. And number seven, and the last one, it's share firsthand thoughts and your feelings. So just be authentic and transparent when you tell your story. What we saw last night when Pauline Bagnoli shared her story on how she raised uh, uh, water bottles so that a whole school would be environmentally free. But what made her um, presentation compelling was the story. And we had people crying. You know, like I, here we were 700 people last night on Zoom and we were all teared up. And then you saw a WestJet. With, with the story, like, they, they, remember, everybody was was crying, like, we're all, like, crying, crying. The art of storytelling will move, once again, people from being curious to followers because they enjoy your stories. They enjoy your stories. And remember, the first time I told my story about me and my mom and my dad immigrated here, it didn't come out as fluidly as it comes out today. I'm going to come back to, to the beginning. It's going to take practice. So the more often you go on social media and you do a live, if you truly want to run a multi-level business, the majority of the people that listen to our podcast are in the same kind of industry as us. They're in a, some kind of multi-level business. You have to understand 
It is so important when you're giving your Zoom meetings, when you're giving your lives, when you're going on your private private groups to share the authentic story and to be able to convey it in a beautiful manner, in a very fluid manner. It's going to take 10,000 hours of practice. So I, I, I enjoy telling stories, but I've also been practicing storytelling for the last 37 years. And God, do I have a whole bunch of stories to share and tell people. So what a lot of times I have a subject that I have to cover. And this is why I love Maxwell, because I see myself in, Mas in Maxwell. I prepared this amazing speech, but at the end of the day, I cover 10% of it only. Because 90% is the stories that I start going into. And one story follows another and people follow because of the stories. So this weekend, I want you to have a homework. I want you to go on the Millionaire of the Diamonds and I want you to share your story. I want us to organically get to know each other, not to manipulate the results. This is my new word now that I understand how in the digital age we need to communicate. And I want, Joan, you to go on the Millionaire and the Diamonds and tell us your story. I want to get to know you and please tag me so I get to see your pop-up. I want to know your background. I want to know about your five children. I want to know about your mom. I want to know about your dad. I want to know about your favorite food. So I can relate to you. I want you, Yvette, to do the same thing. Lise, I want you to do the same thing. Carolyn, like everybody, Rosa, go on the Millionaire of the Diamonds. It's a comfortable platform because we're family. We're the Millionaire of the Diamond family. And so let's get to know each other through our stories. I don't need to tell you mine. You listen to it every week. Okay, guys? So love you. Thank you very much. And if you enjoyed, please share, tag somebody once again with the intention of letting them know sincerely why you're recommending them to the group, The Millionaire of the Diamonds. Have a great weekend, guys. We're off to our French podcast. Yes, Marie-Pierre? I just realized we are at the end of the month, so we have a draw to do today. <laughs> are you ready? We do a draw for the conditioning program. So everyone that comment on Podbean or share on Podbean, you have accumulated heart all the month long, and now we do the draw. So, Maria, you it's your time to say stop. <laughs> okay, look at me, how focused I am. What are we drawing? A conditioning program. Oh, okay, okay. Don't laugh, Joe. Don't <laughs> laugh. Now you see my attention span. I, I, I'm like a three-year-old. It's all, woo, draw. Uh, uh. Rosa, stop laughing. Joanne, let's go. Okay, Joanne has 2,491 hearts. Uh Congratulations. Okay. Okay. Are you scrolling? Are you scrolling? Yes, okay. Yes. Stop. It's Rosa. <laughs> Rosa. Can she choose her conditioning? Yes. Ah? Huh? Rosa, tell um, Messenger Marie-Pierre and choose your conditioning because we have several conditioning and I want to make sure it's one she doesn't have. Hey, guys, thank you very much. Love you. Mwah. And thank you, Joanne, for accepting the challenge. She says, I'm going to do it. Go live and share your personal story so we get to know each other. Have a great weekend.